Hello and welcome to the Never Games. Please follow us, like us, subscribe us wherever you find great podcasts. Got another great episode for you this week. On this week's episode, Trevor likes his hot dog's poutine. Superman gets a side hustle. And Tom continues to struggle at opening his new book. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 7, What a Weeder It Was. Anyway, it is time for Theme Between the Lines. It is my week to run this game. If you have not listened before, Theme Between the Lines is a quick trivia game. I've got four questions. The four questions revolve around one theme. Reach out to us if you think you know what the theme is. And we'll jump right in. Question number one. Stupid. Actor Ben Hockey, best known for playing Hot Pie in Game of Thrones, now owns a bakery. What shape is the bread that he makes? Is it A, in the shape of swords? Is it B, in the shape of direwolves? Or is it C, in the shape of the Game of Thrones throne with all the swords and everything? The Iron Throne? The Iron this, Throne. This question is 100% gibberish to me, and I'm going to say swords. I'm surprised. I was also thinking swords. I've watched no Game of Thrones. He bakes bread. Like, I've tried to watch that show so many times, and I just can't do it. I can't get into there, it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Does he bake bread exclusively God. in this shape? I'm not sure, but I know that like these are like a special specialty that you can get at his place. Okay, but you I feel like it's get... gotta be sword. I, I can't imagine him like I, I I can picture him doing like the Iron Throne as like a one-off like big special event. <laughs> yeah, but like. It's like the size of a wedding cake. Right. Bread. Right. Well, that's, that's the thing. Like some you just great bake British... swords and put them yeah. in a display. <laughs> that's some great right. British yeah. bake-off shit. All right. Let's, we need an answer. Noel, what's, your, what's your guess? Sword, throne, and... Dire wolves. Oh, okay. Although brick. that's brick. <laughs> <laughs> you mean a regular loaf of white bread? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am going to say sword. Oh, so everybody's so going swords? Sword. Yeah. You're all wrong. Wow. He bakes bread in the shape of dire wolves, which... Damn. If any of you had watched the show, you would know that he actually creates those in the show for Arya. But mm. oh, apparently that show is not as popular. And as if you I didn't watch the show, it just means it's a big wolf. That's what direwolf means. Yes. It's big. Yeah. He makes him life-size. Second question. In the hit Netflix <laughs> show. <laughs> this direwolf has a soggy bottom. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> In the hit Netflix show BoJack Horseman, the character Mr. Peanut Butter is an affable Labrador retriever voiced by Paul F. Tompkins. In the show, how does Mr. Peanut Butter get into acting? Is it A, he is discovered from a news interview he gave after landing the plane that first brought him to L.A.? Is it B, he accidentally stumbles through a door and into the live taping of a TV pilot and the director casts him as the lead role? Or is it C, a director orders coffee from him while he's working at Starbucks and upon seeing his smile says, quote, I must put you on television. I know the answer to this one. I'm pretty sure. So oh, I think fuck. I do too. I don't. B, B. He just, stumbled. Guessing B. He just stumbled in. I'm going to say C. I believe he was Fuck. working with his wife, Jessica Beale. When, I, was also, uh, I was also going to say C. 
God, fuck. Fun fact, Noel got it right. Oh, <laughs> Fun fact. What? Fuck, yeah. He was not working at Starbucks. Uh, Diane was working at Starbucks, oh, and he came in with his wife. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. I see. I thought I thought it was B, and then you said C, and I was like, no, I remember the C with him being in the Starbucks. <laughs> but Yeah, motherfuckers, it. y'all can hit my shit. <laughs> I won't. So that's one point to Noel and zero to Connor and Tom. Question number three. There are lots of different words used to describe groups of animals, such as a murder of crows, a gaggle of geese, or a conspiracy of lemurs. <laughs> but a group of what animal is known as a smack? Is it A, mosquitoes, B, sea lions, or C, jellyfish. It's. I'm going to say jellyfish. Tom's going jellyfish. It's got to be mosquitoes. I mean, how can it not be? Noel's going with mosquitoes. Yeah. Mosquitoes. Legitimate. I, I, I mean, mosquitoes makes the most sense, but then I was thinking of, like, the sound of, like, sea lions, like, smacking the water. Mm. I am going to go mosquitoes, though. Connor's going mosquitoes. Tom, you're saying what? Jellyfish. Jellyfish. And Noel, what are you going with? Mosquitoes. Noel goes with mosquitoes. Correct answer, jellyfish. It is a smack of jellyfish. Congratulations to Tom. So that's one point to Tom and one point to Noel. Going into question number four. Oh, never mind. (laughs) I have so many of those that I just love. There's a lot. I looked at a whole bunch of them. It it's really great. Question number four. When buttered bread is dropped from a height of eight feet, what percent of the time will it land buttered side down? Is it A, 70%, B, 80%, or C, 90% of the time? 80%. I want to say 70. I guess I'm going 90. Correct answer is 80%. Yes! Fuck! We have a three-way tie, and I do have a bonus question. All right. All right. So, to decide it, the Seven Years' War lasted as long as the name claims. It was an international conflict that went from 1756 to 1763. The Treaty of St. Petersburg was the first treaty signed in the war. What year was the Treaty of St. Petersburg signed? Again, those years are 1756 to 1763. Then this is just open-ended. What year was the treaty signed? Yeah, I'm going to give it to whoever's closest. So 56 to 63 is what you said? Uh, yes. I'm going to go 65. I'm going to go... That is after the war ended. I'm yep. going to go 61. Connor's going 61. This is weird. I want to say 1983, but <laughs> why? I don't know. I feel like it's just the way this question is worded where it's not going to be obvious. And I'm wondering if the war just sort of fizzled out and everyone forgot. And then they like, <laughs> they Eventually they were like, you know, we got to do something about this. Yeah. So technically we're still at war. <laughs> Wait. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna need answers. 64. The war ended in 65? War ended in 63. 
Oh, 63. Um, you know what? Fuck it. 1763. All right. And Tom, you said 65? Yeah. And Connor, you said 61? I did. Correct answer, 1762. That goes what? to Connor. What happens now? Oh, <laughs> Dude. Wee. He was the closest. Why did you say after the war ended? Treaties happen. Oh, I, I don't know. To like I had, war. I had that same kind of thought that Noel did. Of like it just fizzled <laughs> out, and nobody fought for a while, and they're like, "Oh fuck, we actually gotta." We should end this. <laughs> no, it oh. is 1762, and that has been theme between the lines. All five of those questions revolved around one theme. If you think you know what that theme is, reach out to us on social media. We're at the underscore never underscore games by email. Hello at the nevergames.com or call and leave us a message and tell us what you think it is. Our phone number 406 games 24 406 426 3724. If you guess it correct, you win two tickets to NeverCon 2021. It's happening in Boca Raton this year. It is not. Go out to thenevergames.com slash NeverCon for details, information to buy the NeverCon t-shirt. The official t-shirt is available now. NeverCon, it's not real. There'll be live tapings. There'll be uh, meet and greets. It'll be a great time. You don't want to miss out. This is the, that was, this is the longest outro to theme between the lines. <laughs> NeverCon 2021. It's not real. This is the Never Games. <laughs> this is the Never Games. My name is Trevor. I am the CEO of Stickerbox Studio and the producer here at the Never Games. My name is Tom O'Brien, and sadly, I will not be attending NeverCon 2021 this year unless my plans uh. change drastically. <laughs> God damn it. We weren't supposed to let them know that until after the ticket sold. Right. My name is Connor Provost, and I've run out of gin. Oh, yeah. sad fate. Yeah, it's a temporary problem. True. And my name is Noel McInnes, and I'm the captain of the Blue Team. And this is the Never Games, the number one rated podcast for all those involved. And boy, howdy, I'm so fucking hungover. Why? God damn. Okay, so I broke the rules. I went to a bar for the first time in like a year. Okay. It was safer than I anticipated because it was me and two other people, and we were at like three different corners of the bar. So it, <laughs> overall, it was kind of a fun time. Yeah, I just had like four beers, and apparently they were like 30% alcohol because <laughs> I thought it was going to die today. Did you like not eat all day or like? That, that too. Oh, but... I was, I mean, I was joking, but like, no, okay. No, no. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, Noel's really in, big into uh, binge and purge, but it's it's liquor that he binges. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, didn't purge. It's just it's it's all st- it's all still in there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like a dormant volcano. Oh god. Um, so how are Instead you? Instead of thinking of Noel as a dormant <laughs> yeah. volcano, do you guys want to play another game? I think yeah, we should play a game. Yeah. Who's got the uh, game it's going to be real great for you, Noel, because I based my game around food again. Oh, thank Yay. God. I thought you were going to say liquor. No. <laughs> um, bringing back a, uh, a a fan favorite from season one. You guys remember United States of Franks? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. yeah, well, this is the international version. It's a wide world of wieners. <laughs> I actually had a uh, a Pittsburgh dog for the first time the other day. It was pretty good. Did you? Just nice. trash in a bun. 
<laughs> no, it's, it, it's a it's a hot dog and then like an I beam on top. Of it. <laughs> yeah. so it's just fed to you by Ben Roethlisberger. That's all it is. Oh god! Oh god! Just, <laughs> just, just smacks it into your face. I'm, I'm sick of Ben Roethlisberger sticking his wiener in my face. <laughs> all right. So. You guys probably remember how this works. Uh, we've played a couple games with this uh, with this format, but for those who are new, um, it is a you've got five countries and then you've got five dogs, and I need you to tell me which dogs belong to which dem dare countries. And after that is said and done, I will tell you all how many you have right, and you are welcome to change things around if you want to get more right. Do I need a sharpie in a box? You yes, you need okay. you need your wall and a tube of lipstick. Oh, <laughs> a tattoo gun and the back of your shoulder. And a mirror so you can see it. <laughs> Noel, what you got for us this time? Uh, I got a bag from Dick's Sporting Goods. I was just there picking up some fishing gear for uh, for this season of oh. Master Angler. Yeah, you know what oh, I was thinking man. about. We've the been other doing day? this long enough that Master Angler's about to come back. Yeah, <laughs> it's our crazy. first rerun, which I don't think it really deserved to be, but <laughs> you know, he says in the middle of a rerun of a game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, this one deserves to be. This is a lot better than Master Angler. All right, guys, your five wieners. You got uh, Denmark, Chile. I bet there's Chile on that. Brazil. Amsterdam and Peru. Really throwing a curveball with Amsterdam there. God, I hope nobody Pretty has sure to I read spelt all of my those spelling correctly. of Denmark right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, wiener number one. So, this is a hot dog in a split roll. You've got pico de gallo, corn, grated parmesan. Shredded carrots, diced ham, cilantro, and shoestring fries. On it? Like the fries are on it? Yep, everything's on it. Carrots, ham, cilantro, fries. I can repeat if anybody needs. Yeah, can you run through those one more time? Yep. It's uh, it's in a split roll. It's got pico de gallo, corn, grated parmesan, shredded carrots, diced ham, cilantro, and shoestring fries. Okay. Are we guessing now? Oh, this works. We yeah, right. we we plug it in first. Yeah, whoever is uh ready I'm to go. I'm going Peru. Going Peru. I'm gonna go Brazil. I am also gonna go Brazil. Okay. Dog number two. All right. So this is like a longer hot dog. Uh, it is just in a regular bun, but it's got pickle chips, remoulade, ketchup, mustard. And then fried onions, but also just chopped raw onions. Onions squared. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Amsterdam on this. Amsterdam. I'll say Denmark. Denny? It's a Denny's dog. <laughs> you get into Denny's. <laughs> I am going to say Amsterdam. Okay. A uh, dog in number three. So this is actually just a sliced hot dog. So it's a sliced up hot dog, which is then fried, and it's served with French fries, ketchup, mustard, and mayonnaise. There's no bun involved. 
I'm gonna go Brazil on that one. Brazil. Wait, it's just it's just a hot dog with fries and no bun. Yeah, so it's a just a slice up hot dog with fries and then like ketchup, mustard, and mayo. Kind of like a like a weird poutine. Yeah, like a like a poor man's poutine. Huh. Oh, oh, on t- oh, okay, on top. For some reason, I thought it was like. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say Amsterdam on that one. I'm gonna say Denmark. Going Denny's. Yeah. Okay. Number four. So this is a really long hot dog, which is in just a regular bun, but then it's covered in pizza sauce and mozzarella cheese and broiled. Wow. I gotta say, this picture looks real good. Does it? That sounds really good. It looks great. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like having ham on a pizza. Except for it's having pizza (laughs) on your hot dog. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. When you've got pizza on a hot dog, (laughs) you're probably going to get sick. (laughs) I'm going to say Peru. Peru. Chili. Chile. Big mistake not having it be a chili dog, but I don't live there, so. (laughs) The last one's going to be a chili dog. God damn it. Tom? I, uh, I said Denmark. Oh, you did? I did not hear that. All right. And the fifth and final derg. Uh, This is a hot dog in a bun with chopped tomatoes, sauerkraut, mashed avocado, and mayo. I mean, I'm going to go chili on this one because I don't have any other choices. Yeah, I guess I'll go Peru. Uh, Just as a repeat, it's uh, chopped tomatoes, sauerkraut, mashed avocado, and mayo. Mm Mm-hmm. Sounds like they just put all the hot dog toppings on a wall and just sort of threw a dart at it and see which one was closest. <laughs> I mean, you know. It's a way to get your wall really messy really quick. But... <laughs> it's, it's abstract. Uh, yeah, I got to give that one to Chili. All right. So with that, Tom, you have one correct. Mm. No, that's a, that's a new record for, you have for all of us. One correct. <laughs> Trevor? Yeah. You have three correct. Whoa! Oh, damn. Now, uh. again, again, because all of our games offer bonus points for sweeps, you have the option of trying, of risking it for the biscuit. But all of you have the option right now to switch things around to try to get more points. Oh, God. Uh. I remember when we did the drinking game, the celebrity drinking game, Tom was in this position, and he didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, that that avocado sauerkraut, I I don't think that that's chili, but I think I'm gonna have to stick with what I got, hold on to the three, and hope that they don't nail it. Okay, well, I'm not gonna dis- risk it. I need the one. Little point. disappointed. Ah. All right, I've got here the cilantro and ham dog is um, Denmark. Okay. The double onion. Double onion. That one's going Amsterdam. Double onion was... Um, the sliced hot dog poutine kind of style. Wait, wait, hold on. I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah, according to this, you already had uh, Amsterdam at um, the double onion. 
Yeah, whatever. I'm keeping it. It's <laughs> <laughs> the one he got right. <laughs> uh, sliced hot dogs, poutine style, is Peru. Yep. The pizza dog is Brazil. Okay. And I'm keeping the tomatoes, avocado, mayo as chili. So with that, you now Wait, have... We need it from Noel. Oh. That's no, true. that's okay. No, no, no. <laughs> that, that, that makes a lot of sense. I'm sorry. I'm keeping number one as Brazil. I'm pretty confident about that because they love their corn and ham. Yep. Uh, the pizza dog, I'm going to change to Denmark. Okay. The poutine dog, I'm going to put to Amsterdam. Okay. The onion squared is... Uh, fuck. The onion squared <laughs> is Peru. Okay. And the sauerkraut is chili. chili. <sighs> okay. So, with all of that, Noel, you have two correct. Yep. Tom. You have two correct. Congratulations, Trevor. Ha-ha! I do want to throw out there, just to make myself potentially mad, I would have swapped Denmark and Chile, so I would have given Denmark the avocado sauerkraut, and I would have given Chile the uh, onion squared. So you would have gone Denmark and Chile? Yeah. You would have lost. Haha, okay, thank God. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, you definitely would have lost. Um, yeah, so the final answers are number one the carrots and ham and parmesan and corn and all that stuff that is in fact brazil uh number two the double onions uh that is denmark the weird poutine thing the fries and stuff is peru huh. this one felt really obvious to me the pizza dog that's amsterdam yeah like that that is stoner <laughs> food looking back at one. it now uh, i see it <laughs> Yeah. I was just thinking, like, it's as far away from the U.S. as you can get, so, like, what's the weirdest one? Right. Um, so then the sauerkraut and avocado and stuff, that leaves Chile. So. And this has been Wild World of Wieners. I don't know yeah. what a world it's been. I don't... Good God, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What a wiener it was. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot better. Every time I try to say the title of that game, I can't decide between wild or wide. So I just end up being like, wild, wild, wild world of wieners. <laughs> wide, wild world of wieners. Yep. You guys want to take a break? <laughs> yeah, let's jump into a break. Do it. Today's episode is presented by The Skin Store. For over 20 years, The Skin Store has been the number one destination for premium skincare, hair care, and beauty products. Over 8,000 different products from 300 different brands, The Skin Store has you covered for all your hair, cosmetics, supplements, and of course, skincare needs. Find your favorite brands like Elta MD, New Face, Olaplex, and more, all in one place with gifts with every purchase. Right now, the Skin Store is offering our listeners 20% off your next purchase by using the code POD, that's the code P-O-D, for 20% off your next purchase at skinstore.com slash pod.list. Skin Store, have the confidence to tackle the day ahead. 
Exclusions apply. All right, everybody. For those of you who guessed the theme for last week's theme between the lines, you were right. The theme was craft beer. And a big shout out to Kevin from Omaha, Nebraska, who uh, shot us an email and got that one right. Did anybody of you guys get it? Yeah, Kevin. Did you figure out that it was beer? No, uh, I thought it had something to do. For some reason, I thought it had something to do with the Great Lakes, and then you did the, yeah. the main one, and I didn't know. <laughs> I was confused. I was thinking, like, our locations for a minute. There was, like, Sam Adams from Boston. Well, if you think you know the theme to this week's Theme Between the Lines, you can hit us up at hello at thenevergames.com or at most social media at the underscore never underscore games. George Washington never ate a sandwich. <laughs> George Washington? Fuck. Yeah. Didn't he? Homeboy definitely ate a sandwich. Well, it was invented in sandwich in, like, who knows Tra- how long Trevor, that took you... to cross the Delaware. Look, okay. <laughs> Do you think George Washington was only alive during 1776 and nothing else? He was, uh, he was an avatar of freedom. That's what I was taught in my history class. He only existed. <laughs> he was a manifestation of our, our desire to be our own country. He's, he's like the tooth fairy. He only comes to America once every... When we're oppressed by the British. Yeah. <laughs> there's a part of me, there's a big part of me that wants to Google, did George Washington eat a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> well, to, to be fair, sliced bread wasn't invented in like until like 1912? Yeah, it, or like it didn't come pre-sliced in oh, yeah. right. pre-sliced bread. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Certainly, people had knives and were capable of cutting it. But... <laughs> well, I don't know. They weren't capable nah. of putting things in between two slices of it. So who knows when yeah. that was a thing? No, they just took like one whole loaf and like laid some cold cuts on it, and then took a whole nother loaf and put that on top. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like this is something. All right, but welcome back, though. I need some meat mortar for my bread bricks. <laughs> What? It's the meat. Yeah, it's no, like, I yeah, like I, I, I anyways, okay. uh, you guys want to talk about some media? I would like yeah, to talk about some media. Let's jump into the multimedia minute. So, um, this week I am going to talk about a comic that I've I've loved for a really long time, uh, which is Superman Red Sun. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this one. I know of it. I have not read it. I did not partake in a lot of Superman comics. So the the initial premise is that instead of landing in Kansas, um, Superman lands in Soviet Russia and, like, makes his appearance for the first time at the height of the Cold War, at which point Russia's just like, we won. We've got a Superman. Like, right. <laughs> and uh, I think it's a really great story because... It's, a, it's heavily focused on, like, the type of person Superman is. It's a bit of an argument of nature versus nurture. About halfway through, well, at the, the end of the, the first chapter, it's a three-chapter three graphic novel. Um, at the end of the first chapter, Joseph Stalin dies, and they're like, well, who's going to run the Soviet Union now? And everybody's like, Superman's got to do it. And he's just like, no, I don't, I don't want right. to. And then people are starving, and he's like, well... 
I could fix all of this, so I guess I'll be in charge. And it's just this like dichotomy of him wanting to, as a as a human being, wanting to make everything better for everyone, but also yeah. like slowly hmm. becoming authoritarian, as <laughs> he rules the world. And to a degree, our protagonist is Lex Luthor, the only man capable of like standing up to him. It's really great. They made an animated movie of it. I want to say last year, maybe two years ago that I haven't seen. But one of the things I think is really interesting is that I just finished watching season four of the CW uh, Supergirl TV show. And the second half of that is very heavily inspired by this comic. Uh, Hmm. Spoiler alert. If you don't want to know about the ends of season four of Supergirl, we have a clone who shows up in uh, Eastern Europe, like a clone of Supergirl who has no memories and is like, indoctrinated into a uh, service of like anti-american mm-hmm. beliefs and it's just really interesting there's there's one so... point in the comic and i think that this really is poignant that perry white says uh he's like can you imagine lois if that ship had crashed 12 hours earlier or 12 hours later he would have landed in the heart of america and the idea <laughs> that it's like that's all that separates like this this character of Superman that we consider like a bastion of freedom from being uh, like a Soviet Hmm. soldier during the cold war. And, but also that it goes on to be like, yeah, you know, in the world of Superman, America stays a dominant power because Superman, like wherever Superman was, would have been the dominant power. Yeah. In, in standard Superman, does he have, as much of a political influence as I guess he no. would in, in this version? No, he no. he doesn't. So this is a big, big thing about this comic is that essentially people care so much about Stalin. The, the part of the problem is that people care so much about Stalin that when Stalin dies, they can't think of anyone to replace him. And so they turn hmm. to the only other person that like the entire country respects. Whereas in America, we're happy to replace like presidents on a regular basis so um, yeah right um he kind of he kind of gets not duped into it but like it's originally against his will that he becomes the leader of russia so <laughs> is it then is it then like a role reversal where like superman becomes quote-unquote evil or like a bad guy or is it more like he's still he's conflicted the entire time and he's like no i just want to help people like I'm, I'm wondering if he like actually gets into like the role of like the antagonist or something like that. I would say that he's never really the antagonist. He's the narrator throughout the entire thing, and I think that he um, he con- he still wants everything to be better for everyone. By the the second chapter, he's been the leader of the Soviet Union for twenty years, and. The only two countries that aren't part of the Warsaw Pact are the U.S. and Chile. Okay. And, like, there's just kind of this universal idea that everybody's living a pretty good life because they have access to, like, advanced technology and a leader who wants everyone to be safe and flies around the world at the speed of light, like, fixing problems. And all governments are controlled under one banner. So he is still being, like, a good... He is still being, like... He's still a good character. Yeah. Okay. It's it's interesting how quickly you start to root against the U.S., I feel like, in reading this, because... That's super interesting, because I feel like this was... Like, without knowing that, I feel like the setup is... This is, like, anti-fucking-Soviet propaganda. 
like some bullshit. I think it's actually fairly pro socialism, pro socialism that like there are problems, but that a lot of those problems stem from a leader who is self-serving. Yeah. Um, and that once there's a leader who is cares deeply about everyone, like literally yeah. everyone. That is that super interesting. It's cool. It also has one of the best endings to a, a Superman comic that I just fucking love, uh, if you guys don't mind. Again, spoiler for the end of Superman Red Sun, but um, <laughs> eventually Lex Luthor wins and like manages to get the propaganda going that convinces the entire world that Superman was evil the entire time and that he's the hero. And that uh, in the as the future progresses, Lex Luthor is held up as like the hero of the human race. And uh, Luther, the last name Luther becomes like the predominant like family on Earth, which is a unified, advanced technological planet. But that after like millions of years, the sun expands to become a red sun, and the last name Luther is shortened to just L. Hmm. And that like Whoa! <laughs> so, so like at the end, it ends with uh, Jor-El, descendant of Lex Luther, putting his son into a rocket. <laughs> to send him like off planet. oh no way oh, so, so it is proper canon no because he then lands in russia <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's just like the entire like that it makes the entire book like 100 percent cyclical it's it's nuts that's crazy and it comes out of nowhere too <laughs> <laughs> it's in the last like three pages of the book. I might have to read this, honestly. Well, it's, it's super good. You should. It's, it's just that's interesting to me because like there are several other versions where like several other stories where Superman becomes like leader of the world, and in all of those, like pretty much all of those, he it's he becomes leader of the world because he turns evil and like rules with an iron fist and is like a dictator and shit. So there's um, there's a part where like essentially where the the Amazon series the boys came from. Yeah. Know? So um, there's a part where uh, like Batman shows up to lead a rebellion against Superman because like a huge portion of the world feels like they're under his thumb, even though like people are ultimately prospering. Yeah. Like they recognize that they functionally have a dictator as president or like world president because. You can't like you can't beat him militarily, and he's like maintains power because, like, right. But he's good. Like, he's doing he's he's a dictator, but he's doing a good job. Of, like, That's a sure weird line. Safe. That is such a weird line. Yeah. What do you? Th what are some other weird Superman spinoffs? Now I'm curious about other. Yo, if, I, don't even get me started. I can talk about the death and return <laughs> of Superman all fucking day. So. There's this recurring thing in, the, like, the 60s, maybe even earlier than that, where just weird shit would happen to Jimmy Olsen. He would turn into a giant turtle, or he <laughs> would be, like... You know, you get, you get these covers where it's like, I'm sorry that you're dying of thirst, Jimmy, but I have to pour all this water on the ground, or you won't learn your lesson. <laughs> God, that's really? Weird. Yeah. Jeez. There's a lot of, like, just weird things happening to Jimmy Olsen, and Superman's like, too fucking bad, Jimmy! <laughs> um but yeah this was part of dc's uh elseworld collection that was essentially like what ifs um huh. so one of the other ones that's really famous is um it's called blood rain where batman becomes a vampire yeah 
Um, he like gets in a fight with Dracula, and Dracula bites him before Batman beats Dracula, and then it's like sl- Batman slowly succumbing to the insanity of being a vampire. And at first, he's like, "I have all these powers. This is great. I can stop crime all the better." And then he's like, "Well, I can just eat some criminals." <laughs> Until at the end, he's like, you know, a scourge on Gotham, and the rest of the superheroes have to stop him. Huh. I'm trying to think of other good spinoffs for for Superman. Uh, well, again, so like the my, one of my favorite is like when they actually killed Superman because that was awesome uh, because it also brought Doomsday and also fuck Superman. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so he he died and then like like the sales went crazy for DC. So they were like, what do we do? What do we do? So they brought like there were like four different Supermen that were pretending to be Superman. <laughs> and one of them was this dude. Uh, Dr. Henry Irons, I forget what his, I forget what his other name was, but he was just this like overweight, fat, black grandpa with a hammer, and he was just like, <laughs> he was Steel, the movie adaptation starring Steel. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> yeah, Steel, that's right, you're right. Jeez. Henry Irons, also known as Steel, oh. and then the Eradicator, which was also called the Last Son of Krypton who looked exactly like Superman but was evil and just came down and started fucking incinerating people. (laughs) (laughs) Who I believe was a clone made by Lex Luthor. He was, to be fair. Uh, And then Superboy decided that he was going to be the Kryptonian kid or the Krypton Mm -hmm. kid or something like that. a leather jacket and and a mohawk. Yeah, he had a leather jacket. And yeah, he was all punked out and stuff. And then the other one was, uh, what was the other one? Um, Hank Henshaw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Cyborg Superman. Jeez. Cyborg Superman, who, again, just <laughs> looked exactly like Superman, but had, like, partially a cyborg face and was super evil. <laughs> well, he, he looked like Superman to begin with, and then he got in a fight with somebody, and they melted off his skin, and he was a robot underneath. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and people hated all of them. So they were like, oh, we're going to bring him back. And their excuse for bringing him back was, uh, I, I was in a, uh, what are they, it was some sort of coma. I was in a healing coma. Yeah, I think it was a Kryptonian, it. yeah, it was a Kryptonian <laughs> healing coma. Uh, and then he had to wear a black suit for a couple of years. Yep. So they could absorb more sunlight. And he hadn't yep. gotten a haircut, so his hair was really long. Yeah. So well, This is insane. He had like a mullet. Yeah, he had he had a mullet and he wore an all black Superman suit. Yeah, uh, for for a couple of years. <laughs> which uh, shout out to um, Zack Snyder's uh, Snyder cut, which recently came out, where they introduced the black suit, and it was fucking awesome. It was so long. That sounds like an improv group came up with it on the fly. Most yeah. comics do. <laughs> all the only good ones I thought of were like if Superman was a judge on the Antiques Roadshow, and every now and then he just had to like blast off, like when he's like appraising something. There's a um, Fabergé egg in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> and um, that, and uh, he's Superman, but he's also like not a great cereal mascot. <laughs> oh, so you're thinking of things that didn't happen. You're, I thought you were oh, asking no, the, for these, like these are untrue. I don't. I, I thought you were asking about it. things that have existed in the oh. comics. Otherwise, I would not have gone into the entire story of the definition. Oh no, no, no! I'm so curious about that. But I was also thinking of funny ones. 
Wait, I, I'm, I'm curious. He's not a very good serial mascot? No, they're thinking about phasing him out, but they're not sure with what yet. <laughs> Maybe like a He pirate. just, like, he can't nail the lines during the commercials. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you should eat Fruit Loops. <laughs> <laughs> just say it like a person. <laughs> what is he, fucking Christopher Walken? Like, what? <laughs> Christopher Walken could play him. That'd be great. I'd watch that movie. They're magically delicious. <laughs> All right. So, unless you guys have any other questions I, about I, the nah, Superman just, Red Sun, I just want to think yeah. about think about off-brand <laughs> Superman. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it definitely sounds like super cool. I I like the the I, even though he's still like technically a good person, I like the little bit of like role reversal that's happening there. Yeah. Um, so that's super I, I think that ultimately the stories in which because like the fact that he has super strength isn't a part of this story. I mean, he yeah. uses it, but like. You know, these are my favorite types of Superman stories are the ones where it's like, who is he at his core as a person? Like, what can what can and will he do, like, despite the fact that he's invulnerable? I want to see Superman get into, like, abstract modern art. (laughs) (laughs) Just wearing, like, a black turtleneck sitting in the corner of a museum. Still has a big ass on his chest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't even want to see him with like a turtleneck. I just want him in like the standard Superman suit, just in a museum, just, staring at. Yeah. <laughs> just like fist on his chest. Yeah, yeah. Staring at fucking. Looking like, at like a triangle hanging from the ceiling on a string, like. Oh. Oh, peculiar. <laughs> or Superman is becomes a chiropractor and just kills a bunch of people on accident. <laughs> oh man all right well i i feel like uh that's uh (laughs) tom if you want to close this out superman goes blue collar and he just like starts his own landscaping business (laughs) we're gonna start a second podcast of bad superman ideas anyways this has been the multimedia minute superman red sun oh what a minute it was superman makes an app (laughs) I've got to run and grab my charger. I didn't realize my battery was this low. (laughs) All right, quick. When Tom's gone, we can think of more. Yeah. Um. I like this app idea. What what app does Superman come up with? (laughs) It's... It's, it's, it's actually just it's just a really fast Uber Eats. It, it, it's just... Yeah. I was just going to say, it's just when you push a button, it says, it's time for Superman time. And then that's it. But it costs well, five... Like the- it's cost five dollars. Cost five ninety nine. Like the Staples Easy Button. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it's one of those dumbass apps where it's like, oh, it's a lighter. <laughs> no, his yeah. his app is uh he's got a um, a GoPro attached, and you can just sign in and just like view life as Superman. <laughs> Superman starts a cooking blog. <laughs> oh, he's gonna go cooking. <laughs> he cooks everything with his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Prep time, 45 minutes. Cook time, 12 seconds. Maybe, like, what if, <laughs> what if Superman was still Superman, but he was really into, like, homeopathic medicine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks for, like, like, really holistic ways to solve the problems of God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's just flying around with sage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard there were robbers cleanse. nearby. We need to cleanse the area. Just cleansing the earth with sage. <laughs> Welcome back, Tom. You have no idea what's going yeah. on. Oh, God. It seems like you guys were having this fun while so I was gone. Great. Superman developed an app to help him spread holistic solutions to the issues of... Also, Superman's a furry. <laughs> well, that's canon. I, I don't... Oh, man.
<laughs> All right, we need to move on before I get any deeper into this. Not too late. Yeah. <laughs> Up next, we have Stump the Expert. Noel thinks he knows some stuff. Oh, probably not. But let's see. <laughs> Except for the fact that he forgot. No, <laughs> I just wanted to topic at random. I just, yeah, <laughs> just want to think of more Superman. Um, okay, yeah, so I picked How I Met Your Mother, the show. Not not the books. <laughs> not How He Met Tom's Mom. <laughs> yeah. There are books? No, they're not. Um, <laughs> so as we were like throw, uh, throwing questions back and forth, I was ample, able to answer almost all of them. <laughs> I didn't realize how much I knew about this show. Yeah, I, I, um, it's been a long time I, since I I've rewatched it, it yeah. not too long ago, maybe about a month ago, so hopefully these things are fresh in my mind. I have watched very little of the show and I hate it with a fiery it's, passion. It's super awkward how it ages. Yeah, because it ages it's, very it's poorly. Bad. It's but it's not all of it. It's only like half at least yeah i put put this in the same level of cringe as big bang theory speaking of this is a this is a fun fact that i learned i think i learned this fact as well if future uh future enemy of the show and living wax statue uh (laughs) john parsons jim parsons jim parsons john parsons uh, too he can go we have shit on this man (laughs) so much on this podcast was almost cast in the role of barney it was down between Ugh, Patrick Harris and well, That's disgusting. It was a really bad yep. taste in my mouth. All right. All right. I got a question here for you, Noel. Season one. Yes. Episode nine. The episode is Belly Full of Turkey. Uh, Thanksgiving episode. Yep. Um, Ted goes to a strip club and meets a stripper. And... His children, who he is, of course, telling all of this to, are completely shocked. Why were his children shocked? Yep, not an expert. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the pressure's off. Yeah. Uh, they're shocked because... Oh, because then he says, uh, and kids, that's when I met your mother. And they, he was talking about the stripper. <laughs> you're, you're surprisingly close. The stripper's name was Tracy... Which was also their mother's name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> huh. All right. So uh, he had to clarify, like, al- although the show didn't announce that until, like, very late in the yeah. run, that their mother's name was Tracy. So it's like an Easter egg for your rewatch. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. I did not know that. Hey. Then that, there we get there. There you have it. That's Stump <laughs> the Expert. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got a question for you. In season two, it's revealed that Robin was at one time a Canadian pop star by the name (laughs) of Robin Sparkles. But in season six, it was revealed that she was on a TV show with her best friend. What was the name of the best friend and the name of the TV show? Um, (laughs) it It was a weird space show that... I think it revolved around trying to teach kids math. It did. That is correct. And it starred Alan Thicke also, and a yep. robot. Um, <laughs> this and, is all very true. And her friend was the the now organist for the New York Rangers. Or, yeah, probably Rangers. And the friend's name is... 
the show's name is. <laughs> uh, this is a tough oh, one. I didn't know this. God. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. Fuck this goddamn stupid fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> the swears per second ratio quadruples when we get to this game. Yeah. True. <laughs> the only reason why I like this game is because I have to do no work this week for the show, and it's great. Um, That's why I designed this game. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Like now, I'm thinking about just like Superman, like being really into <laughs> being really into like a Ponzi scheme where like he just tries to sell people like weird protein shakes. Uh, you're 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 just you're just like stalling for time, right. my bud. Um, it is called the. He tries to convince people that his super strength comes from the drinks. Yeah. <laughs> Look I at me! I can lift this car. All I do is drink these. You need more berries from the African lowlands. Um... <laughs> That's a sunny reference. <laughs> 10,000 what? 10,000 units. Um, uh, and where do I put my feet? <laughs> the show is called, oh, God, it's, oh, fuck. It's like the Robin Sparkles math out or space math friends. The Robin Sparkles friends math. <laughs> Uh, variety hour. No, it it's, is not. It's not. And the name of the of a friend is also Robin Sparks. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Superman, but really into conspiracy theories. I'll give it. I'll give it to you if you get the friend's name. Yeah. Not even that. Jessica Glitter. <laughs> so the friend's name is Jessica Glitter, and the show is called Space Teens. Space but you were right. Close. It is entirely revolved around math. Like they're solving galactic problems with math, <laughs> and Alan Thick is also there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just All right, Noel. You got one other. last shot. My question. Yeah. Uh, my question actually comes from the episode where it is revealed that Robin was Robin Sparkles. Okay. It is. Season two, episode six, titled The Slap Bet. It's one of the best episodes of the show. Uh, what I almost asked a question about this line because I found it really funny. Um, Ted reveals that Robin is scared of the seven dwarves. And Robin says she's not scared of all seven. She's only scared of Doc because he has a medical degree. What's he doing hanging out with six coal miners? <laughs> 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 that line got me. Anyway, my question has to do with the slaps in the slap bet. Mm. In that episode, how many slaps happen? One. Final answer? Yeah, why not? That is incorrect. Two. <laughs> nope. Only, it's either one or two or none. It's none of those. It, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the correct answer is four. <laughs> it's five. Five? Wait, but they have So they make oh, they make the slap bet. Fuck, uh, that's right. And then they do all five and then it's they like redo it or something like that. So the bet was about whether or not Robin was married or had done porn. And uh, then she says that she was married, which is a lie. So Jason Siegel slaps Neil Patrick Harris. Then that com becomes not true. So Lily awards three to Barney. He uses them all right there. That's four. 
then at the very end the big reveal happens and jason siegel i forget his character's name now is awarded five slaps to use whenever and he only uses one during the episode hmm and so i was right (laughs) 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 oh man i've been put in my place yet again yeah. Noel, I've got some backup questions. Do you want them? Ah, uh, sure. What the hell? I can't get any worse. <laughs> All right. I've got, I've got, I guess I've got technically three here. This one, we kind of agreed that you were going to get easy. So, uh, in the middle of season three of How I Met Your Mother, the show was on the verge of being canceled. A pop star appeared as a cameo in episode 13 of that season. That pop star's appearance boosted ratings enough to save the show. Huh. Who was that pop was star? It Katy Perry? Oh, she was she was in it. Was that okay? Hold on, let's. Oh, um, uh, J Lo. No, there are a lot of cameos. Holy shit! There were a lot of cameos. <laughs> I think there were only four pop stars. Yeah, Katy Perry, um, Jennifer mm-hmm. Lopez. I I guess I I got half of them. That's all right. <laughs> um, you wouldn't get the the third one, which is Carrie Underwood. Oh, she was um. Yeah. Someone. She, someone that Ted dated. And the answer to this question, which is the fourth one that wasn't <laughs> yeah. said, is Britney Spears. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She was weird. That was a weird <laughs> role for she her She always play. is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I got another one here. Um, at Robin and Barney's wedding, what song does Robin walk down the aisle to? The, the wedding song. Because this is not the wedding. I'm assuming I, it's not the wedding song. I want to take a guess at this. Okay. Is it O Canada? Oh no! It, or the other one. Um, let's see. Uh, let's go to the mall. <laughs> You're on the right track. Uh, or P.S. I love you. The other one. Is the instrumental oh, uh, version uh, of uh, Sandcastles uh, in the Sand? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> And then here's one for Trevor. What late night star uh, had an uncredited cameo in uh, How I Met Your Mother as an extra? If it's Jimmy Fallon, I'm gonna lose my fucking shit. As an extra? I'm gonna have to guess Conan. I I think this was on NBC. Yeah, it was Conan. He uh, he donated to at a charity auction and won a uncredited, (laughs) non-speaking extra role in a single episode. He, the, the bar, he just stands oh, up from great. a table and walks away. And the only reason you would know is because he's seven feet tall and has flaming red yeah, hair. Yeah, and his hair is 6'5". <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Well, the expert has been stumped. So dumb. Once again. <laughs> Connor, it's on you. Can we get yeah. an expert that, that can answer a question? Next week, we get a new expert, and that expert is me. And I am an expert in... The Harry Potter musical. The musical? Yeah, you can find the Harry Potter musical by Starkid Productions, the entire thing, on YouTube. Is it like The Lost Child or whatever it is? No. No. No, I'm talking, it's called, it, it, I think it's actually called a Very Potter musical. It is. It's called <laughs> yeah. a Very Potter musical. <laughs> it's all seven books. The entire thing is on YouTube. It's by, again, Starkid Productions. I have watched it many a time. And for some reason, it is just stuck in my brain. So, 
none of this is behind the scenes bullshit. None of this is like has anything to do with the actors or anything like that. Just stuff that happens within the scope of the musical. And none of the sequels. There are two sequels. So Okay. Alright, I'm looking forward to that. I haven't seen that. It's really fucking funny. Like it's very well done. Alright. And it's actually the reason that Darren Chris got famous. Darren Chris, who was in that terrible Hollywood show that I saw, and also who uh, has a music career, and also was on Glee. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Well, shall we uh, jump into f- some fake ads? I think so. Today's episode of The Never Games is brought to you by Darren Chris. Remember that guy? <laughs> he was in, like, a uh, very Potter musical and uh, Glee. Yeah. He gave us money to mention his name because people keep forgetting about him. <laughs> Darren Chris. That's DarrenChris.com. Please hire me. Yeah, Darren, Darren Chris won a uh, won a contest to be an extra on our show. Yeah. So. He's, like, he's like actually a pretty big deal. Okay. Well, so Future is Conan. Fan of the show. So is yeah. Conan. Oh, fuck Conan, though. <laughs> okay. Future fan of the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Today's episode is also brought to you by... The new 2021-1993 Toyota Corolla. While clearing out a closet, the engineers at Toyota found an old box of floppy disks. After building a floppy disk to USB-C converter, they realized that they were holding the original designs to the 1993 Toyota Corolla. We here at Toyota have always strived for innovation, but now we realize why. We already kind of nailed it in 1993. Those cars could handle 800,000 miles of city driving, and half of them are still on the road today. So Toyota <laughs> is no longer making anything other than the 1993 Corolla. Available in only three colors, apple red, that one dark green, and Irish skin. The, <laughs> <laughs> the only interior option is that one already stained-looking gray. Remember, you're going to be driving this thing around for the next 25 years. It's the best fabric to hide the inevitable butt sweat and chalupa stains. <laughs> we were going to upgrade the original radio to include an aux plug-in, but then we thought, no, we nailed it in 93. So instead, we decided to give you the option to have Nirvana's Nevermind pre-jammed to the cassette player. Toyota, we nailed it in 93. What do you have against Toyota? Nothing. That was a great Specifically car. Specifically Corollas. <laughs> that was a great car. That, that entire thing was t- saying that was a great car. Yeah, well, it wasn't, though. It was saying it, it was saying it lasts, but, like, god damn, is it a piece of shit. <laughs> so I heard it. Well, no, it. It's a piece of shit because it's been around for fucking 40 right. years. Yeah. <laughs> that car Fair. has grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this episode was brought to you by Jin. Where'd it go? <laughs> Do you know That's Conan it. O'Brien? Um, he was born in Brookline, Massachusetts. Yeah. 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 I was born there, too. Maybe your brother. He went to Harvard. Is go to this Harvard episode of The Never Games brought to you by Brooklyn, Massachusetts? No, this episode of The Never Games actually is brought to you by The Tonight Show with Conan the Barbarian. Uh, tune, in every <laughs> ni- <laughs> tune in every night at 1030. Um, I don't know when night shows are. Could be later. <laughs> it could, could be later. Just Way see later. It, see if it's on. Um, you, get to, you, you just get to watch a bunch of really fucking funny interviews with a guy that's not really dressed a lot with a big sword. And uh, it's on uh, Conan O'Brien's on NBC. It's on CBS. So tune in to The Tonight Show with Conan the Barbarian. Barbarian. (laughs) All right. Well, 
That has been another episode of The Never Games. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, you can do us a huge favor by liking, following, and sharing this episode on social media. You can also reach out to us through all of our social media, which is everything is the underscore never underscore games. Uh, you can also give us an email at hello at thenevergames.com. We do also have a phone number uh, that is 406 games 24 406 426 3724. If you're big fans of us and want to help us keep doing what we're doing, let's make you laugh. You can head on over to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash the never games and shoot us some of that sweet cabbage that you spend so much time earning. Uh, for as little as a dollar, you'll get a shout out on air all the way up to uh, the every six months being a D&D game that I run. That's the never games. Nope. That's patreon.com slash the never games. We also have a website, it's thenevergames.com. You can find so much amazing stuff on there, including a backlog of all of our episodes, uh, little bios about all of ourselves, information for the 2021 NeverCon Boca Raton. It's going to be amazing. You do not want to miss it. It's not happening. Um, and we also have a new merch section. You can either go to Redbubble or directly to our website. And yeah, we're trying to update it with as much awesome stuff as we can um, pretty regularly. So it's... You gonna want to just keep an eye out all the music on this show is done by uh me and trevor under the band name good damn it trevor is on everything and minus drums and, my, and i am on nothing plus drums thanks so much for listening to our f- feature presentation uh <laughs> this is the never games my name has been and will always be no mcginnis i am trevor kelly at least for now my name is tom o'brien as far as you know i am connor provost good night sweethearts and this has been the Never Games. Do we play games? Almost never. This has been a Stickerbox Studios production. Just say it like a person.